We've all made mistakes. Ideally, we'd like these mistakes to be learning opportunities to never do them again. In practice, however, training to one's mistakes and deficiencies have become a blanket solution to any problem with no in-depth research or analysis into what actually caused it. This is Blame and Train. All right, there, Six, you want to go into a little bit more in depth of uh, what you meant off the intro? Off the intro. So what generally happens when someone makes a mistake, right? You get the little finger wag says you messed up. And the first thing they'll say is we got to train air quote train to your deficiencies. Right. And I, I want to say this is like such a blanket solution to fix things. And in some cases, they, you do have some training to fix what you missed. And then in other cases, they just say, oh, we need to train your deficiencies. And there's no real aim point or way forward to do that. But we trained you, air quote, trained you. So now if you make another mistake, now it's your fault. And then we can say like, well, you just didn't pick up on the training. All right. That so instead of, instead of training to your deficiencies, now that you've messed up, they're going to run a train on your deficiencies. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yes. That's how they kind of treat it though. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. I showed you this one thing eight months ago, and I know you haven't done anything with that training since. So why don't you remember it? Well, you showed me a PowerPoint presentation and, and a year has gone by and I haven't done that job or that task that was being trained. And you expect me to remember it to its fullest. Right. Like a uh, example is like with GSC, right? You, you get like this blanket GSC course, which let's face it. Sometimes they say formal, but by formal, it just means like someone stood in front of you and read a PowerPoint and then you're expected to kind of know this stuff and um, absorb all of it. And you may see the GSC equipment once, but then to most other people, like once is enough or once exposed forever learned then like you said you never see this ever again for like x amount of years and then all of a sudden they drop in front of you oh hey you got a license in this uh it's you know how long it's been since i touched this thing yeah it's for a piece of equipment that you might have to do on uh on an annual inspection when you got to take the airframe apart and and kind of deep dive it and look at it or Let's say it's on flight hours, right? But let's say your airframe doesn't fly that much. So you have to do this every 5,000 flight hours. But if you're flying max to 10 hours a month, that takes a long time to get there. And so three or four years go by and uh, they're like, yeah, just go ahead and uh, pull this component out. I, I, I got to research how to do that. Well, the tool's right over there. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen it in four years. Like, right. look at the dust layer on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how to use this thing. Uh, I don't even think the the actual publications even exists anymore. Or if that piece of equipment is has been well passed out of date, I could even tell you if it's out of date because I, that's how long right. I've seen what, it. What inspections were supposed to be done on, on it in the past four years? Because I'm looking at this. Uh, well, for the Air Force people, they'll know what a Form 244 is. But uh you look at the day of use inspection and you're like, well, there's nothing been done on this thing in four years. Like, what am I, what am I, what am I supposed to base this off of? That eh, should be good. Yeah, perfectly fine. Uh, and, and a personal example on my end is uh, a window install for an egress system. 
I may have seen this install once, like once ever. I won't say the aircraft just because of the nature of it, but we got a class on this. It was probably like five, 10 minutes and then another five minutes to take a, a 10 question test, which all of us basically breeze through it. And if you had any bit of a second grade education, you would ace this test. No problem. So air quote, I am certified to install an egress window with all the little doohickeys that make this thing explode. And we're like, hey, we need you to go uh, witness this install for this window. Like, okay, no impact, no idea how to do that. But all right, let's 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 figure this out together. <laughs> yeah. So was there like, okay, well, did your egress door have um, explosive hardware in it, explosive bolts or whatever else? Uh, so the window in particular has like this uh, line. It looks like a, like a fire detection line. Mm-hmm. Or it's basically debt cord. If you, if any of you have ever heard of that, it's it's a yeah. de- little detonation cord that wraps around the the whole frame of the window. And then once the when the system is engaged, it, this little mini explosion happens within that line, and then it's supposed to destroy the window outwards, right? Yep. But the Lord, if I remember how many of those things I'm supposed to remember as to what to touch, what not to touch, I just remember. The black and yellow things or the red and yellow things means do not fuck with this. You know, that was about it. Well, so what I was going to go with off the training topic is, okay, you have to go witness to install this window, but the training you took for window installs or for that particular airframe, you know, in your, um, in your tech school might've been, might've been a year and a half ago. Right. Yeah. So you've kind of forgotten what to do because you haven't, done that job or witnessed that job in that amount of time. But then also for explosive, be it bolts or for the deck cord going around the window, there's also a separate training in there to teach you how to properly handle or, or uh, maintain or take care of and store and dispose of explosive hardware like that. Right. So that that might've been even been a longer time since you've, you've done that training, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I know for other places that I've worked that we had to deal with uh, explosive bolts and such. There was a whole separate annual training you had to go through. Right. AKA annual, right? You have to get certified for this, but like if it's something that you haven't touched or you haven't seen, or it's not part of your statement of work, say for X amount of weeks, months, whatever, you're going to bring dump all, almost all of that. It's like, what, what does this have to do with me? (laughs) Right. Right. And then you come, it was like, oh, hey, you've done this before. Like, ah, I mean, that's, that's kind of stretching it, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. I've done it before, but not, not with any uh, consistency. Right. To remain what I would call or feel comfortable with calling current on it, you know? Right. But then you go and ask, right? You're like, oh, it's been a while. Let me, um, since I've done this, let me go look, you know, research a little bit, read the manual, read whatever I got to do, get a little refresher on it. And then manager's like hey how come you're not done yet and you're like well i got to do this job and uh, i just want to get myself refreshed on it well you were trained on it what are you waiting for well yeah i mean i was trained but again it's been a while like i'd rather play it safe than sorry but they're like tapping their watch on their wrist going but uh time is money you right know? so you start playing that whole game which i think we've had conversations about before <laughs> yeah and then this runs into like what causes uh a mistake right 
could be a number of things, right? It could actually be the person just doesn't flat out know, like never seen it, never touched it, never been trained on it, but he's the, he or she is the only competent enough person to kind of figure it out. Or they're just that one person who just got the short end of the stick. Like you you need to get some air quote experience on this, right? And they're supposed to pair you up with someone who's done this before, but the senior technician for whatever reason or another doesn't have the time of day to educate you on this and then you're sit, sitting there in the dark trying to figure it all out and you're like oh well x goes to x goes to y y goes to z so i mean good luck everybody <laughs> you know <laughs> well, or it's one of those there's only one person that's trained on the entire facility and they just happen to be out on vacation yeah the one time you actually have to do this job and everybody's going well how do we get this done i don't know only only yakma over there was uh trained on it and uh they're out from vacation where are they coming back uh in two weeks oh well who's next in line uh nobody nobody's been trained okay and then that's when they rate wave their hands and give you the the blessing on the spot here you're good to go now you've been trained <laughs> okay just just make sure you read the warnings and cautions in the beginning of the maintenance manual uh, that's your training you'll be good to go right but All in some right. in some cases right those those cautions and warnings are not like um, they're not in the front. They're kind of like buried in there between the mix. So like you're like halfway in there or halfway into the maintenance. And then you see like this big block says caution. Make sure you do this before you do any of the stop before it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and you're going, huh? I feel like that should have been something at the beginning of this, uh, this maintenance task. Right. Good. Good. Great grand. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we ran into stuff like that? Right. Like I, I really feel that this should have been at the very beginning, like before we even open the books, like caution before you do anything, make sure this happens. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Install, install generator backplate and safety wire. Okay. Caution prior to installing backplate and safety wiring the hardware, make sure you insto- install whatever o-ring or snap ring or something huh all right well i guess that was all good practice take that all back off <laughs> take it all back off right <laughs> and and i've seen some like that where they'll actually it'll call out to have someone inspect it before you do anything else They're like all right cool inspect it and the person just kind of like he is his brain's not on or he just having an off day just like yeah sure okay yeah looks good move on and then then you see that step and it says to do all this I'm like well got to take all this shit off again and then you call that other per- call that person back and like, didn't we just do this before or do this already? And then he starts talking down on you like you're the fucking idiot. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, or if it's QA who has to come out and do the inspection. Now QA is going, wait a minute. Why am I doing this again? We just did this an hour ago. What, yeah. What's going on? Now they start nitpicking you and deep diving you and whatever. And you're sitting there trying to, uh, uh, but the manual, but, but it says here, but then you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're like, you know, what? I'm going to go look up your, your training records. I'll be back. Ah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Right. Oh, or, and especially that goes into like, um, like what's the difference between a mistake and a violation, right? Cause a lot oh, of, in, yeah. a lot of individuals kind of blur the lines between that, right? Like this dude de- totally destroyed this and, and they're like, well, he just doesn't, he didn't know what to do. I'm like, did he though? Like, did yeah. he really not know? Or did he just like, didn't think that he would get caught doing it? Well, or the ones that claim ignorance, right? Oh, I don't know. I haven't been trained on this. What do you mean you haven't been trained on this? Yeah, well, I haven't been trained on it yet. And you're like, then why are you doing the job? Yeah. Well, because there's nobody else here. So nobody else on site's trained? No. And so 
basically what they do by claiming ignorance on that end is it doesn't it's not a get out of jail free card it is for that individual but then it falls back on their management right it puts all the blame back on their management so then as qa personnel you go in their management hey man uh couldn't help but notice that uh, you had an untrained unqualified personnel performing a certain task i'd like to know what's up with that first and foremost you know yeah yeah second of all they broke the component so that's a five hundred thousand dollar fix and uh also i'm issuing you a uh level two car all right have a good day friend have fun with that right as you give them the double finger guns as you're walking away you know, I've seen something like that, but it was more along the GSC side where like the crane or um, like something that pr- provides some kind of electrical or hydraulic power. Oh, my Oh, my God, man. I've seen so many wild things that should never have happened. Like persons like hooking up the return lines to the or the pressure lines to the return lines or the what's it called? The, the, the part that's not supposed to feed into the system is the exit or the relief part. Yeah. Like, 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 hold, hold up. What are you doing? <laughs> right. And before he, before he catches himself, he flips it on and starts shooting all that, all that 3000 PSI or six, however many thousand PSI in the reverse direction <laughs> blows out yeah. every, every freaking baffle. Every, every freaking baffle and bellows and whatever else. Heck yeah. And then you just see this thing just like peeing hydraulic fluid everywhere. Like, oh. <laughs> blows well, out all the seals, ruptures a line. It's like, well, go go get your manager. Come, just, just come on over. <laughs> just just come to my office. I really even went gonna... straight for 3,000 PSI. <laughs> Didn't even gradually step it up at all and verify along the way like it says you're supposed to. Full send, straight, bro. <laughs> nope. Right to 3,000. Awesome. Good. Full send. Well, at least we know the mule works. <laughs> <laughs> Roll so, it. So I, I have sort of a training, and it's just, just from today. So... Where I currently work, um, for some reason or other, we have to, when we do weight and balance, or every time we fuel the aircraft, we have to do weight and balance. So we have to put it up on scales, take measurements, get get your, you know, it's just, it's a really in-depth process. Um, it takes, if everything, let me put it to you this way. If everything goes well during that evolution, it's minimum five hours to do it for one aircraft wow yeah it's uh it's insane the guy who has developed the weight and balance program it's it's very detail oriented very uh it's got a lot more information than you would ever really need this Mm -hmm. would be something like what what we have to do every time it would be something i would think you would do uh at the initial when you're doing the very first baseline way Mm -hmm. and some fuel calibration you know levels and all that kind of stuff and maybe every Maybe every two or three year cycle, right? When you have to rebaseline, or maybe right. after a, a massive mod cycle or something where you're in, installing a, a lot of components or whatever else. Yeah, that was about to say that. Like when you do like a drastic weight change, you know, like it goes but from this, like. We have to do this even if we're going to go just fly for 30 minutes, fuel enough to go fly for 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's it's such a nightmare. It's again the guy who created it, very detail oriented, but it's also very apparent that it's not user friendly. Like how to do this system, it's not user friendly, and they I'm air quoting here train people on how to do it, but there's three different levels to do it, 
oh, and that guy who created it's not on site, so he only comes around once a month, and he's only around for three or four hours at a time. So getting certified is next to fucking impossible. And so you have to, it's just, it's just a, a really big pain in the butt. And it, it seems like the guy did it to justify his existence. Like if I make it so difficult that I'm the only one who knows, then they can't get rid of me. Oh my God. I know. So anyway. Many. Yeah. Anyways. So today we're, we're fueling for a, uh, short, short flight. And, uh, well, first conundrum, the fuel truck runs out of fuel, at 500, uh, 500 pounds short. So that was a delay. But anyway, so we're sitting there, we're, we're inputting the data. We have the form F out there, you know, mechs and techs are filling it in, but even they have to be certified. So here's another thing at the facility I work at, you have to be, uh, the weight and balance is a QA function, Mm -hmm. but only if you're certified. Now they have to a certain level, uh, mechs and techs can get certified, but they can't go as far as creating the whole format. All they can do is I hand it to them and then they fill out some data. Right. Yeah. So, so my, I, myself am not certified yet. The two other, uh, QA individuals on shift with me, uh, were not certified. Actually the four other on shift were not certified. Uh, and every mech and tech we had there was not certified. So we go through this whole fueling event. And, and we get done and we're like, Hey guys, did you do the uh, fuel density check? And they're like, Oh no. And this is like 30 minutes after we're done. We're like, okay. And we're like, well, who's going to do that? And they're like, Oh, well the crew, they call it the crew chief. Well, the crew chief will do that. So I'm looking at all the senior guys going, all right, which one are you going to do it? And they're all going, well, I'm not certified. Well, I'm not certified. Like, we thought you guys, you guys are here. Why aren't you doing it? I was like, well, we're not certified either. So we're all sitting there like that Spider-Man meme pointing back and forth at one another. <laughs> like, Wait, that was you. I thought you were certified. No, it was you. No, it was you. So long story short, the only one person on site who's certified is my boss. And he comes out once he, once he realizes that the density check wasn't done on time. And then that we did this whole thing without a certified uh, weight and balance person on, on hand, um, man, he was pissed and he, you know, he starts kind of, he pulls us all aside and he kind of starts cutting us up and down. And I'm like, okay, well I kind of messed up. Yeah, I get it. Um, but but I thought those guys were, and he's like, you know, the mechs and techs were, and he's like, well, I, they're not. And I said, no, they're not certified. And he goes, well, what the hell? I said, well, you know, you know, we're not certified. I said, he's like, well, we got to get all this training done. I was like, yeah, but when, right? When, when are we going to get this stuff done? And I, he's like, well, you took the initial class. I said, uh, two and a half months ago, and I haven't done anything with weight and balance since. And that was just a PowerPoint <laughs> slide. Right. And I was like, I get it. He's like, well, we could have asked the questions. We just wasted a lot of people's time and money. And I was like, okay, I could have asked more questions, but also where the hell is the maintenance management at? Why do they have people assigned to this project who aren't certified? Right. I'm like, I, it's just crazy to me. You know, I was like, I was like, I, I get it. I'll take some blame. I could have asked some more questions, but something's got to fall on them too. Right. So again, long story short, all this training effort and we need all this training yet. You got to tell me out of 50 plus people, not one person there was certified. And that's where they're going. Management going, why aren't you trained up yet? You know, so we brought up to the maintenance manager and they come out and start yelling up to your guys. Why aren't you trained up yet? Yeah. QA, why haven't you set up a class to do this? And then he, our boss is like, well, I've tried to set up a class, but nobody, everybody's too busy with the schedule and everything to be able to take it. So it just never gets done and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then what do they do? 
Yesterday and today are supposed to be full-on training days. No maintenance happening. Well, that happened yesterday. And today, they're like, yeah, we're going to skip all training today uh, because we got work to do. And I'm like, well, see, there you, there you freaking go. Yep. There you go. And so what ends up happening by the end of the day? They take the three crew chiefs, the three lead, lead technicians or mechs and techs, and they uh, do a 30-minute quick speed through uh, class, and they give them that little wave of the hand, and now they're certified. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, this is going to work out awesome. Right. No, the to- nothing's going to go wrong at all. Not as What could go wrong? Right. Oh my god! Uh, you're you're giving me so many freaking flashbacks right now. I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, I, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I I can believe it because let's face it, every I think all of our listeners would agree to most aviation shops out there have a bunch of uh, shenanigans going on like this. Like it's, I think it's not just it's not just. Uh, exclusive to one shop or one company it's uh, an inherent problem throughout the aviation realm right and then, and then you pretty you hit the nail on the head as far as like well when are we going to train what whenever the the schedule get is is pushed so hard everything else goes to the side to include your common sense which which would pump the brakes when you say wait a minute do we have the right people on the job for this right yep like I could see there's like so many points of failure in this, like from the guy who issues out the mate, the task to the guy who assigns people to it. And like, are you certified? Are you certified? Are you certified? Who is certified? Or have you done this before? Do you know what you're doing? Yeah, you're not certified, but do you at least know, do you have, do you know what you're doing? Right. And then you can kind of say like, all right, just part 145 or just like, come get me and I'll, and I'll fill the gaps, something. Right. But right. that tip that almost never happens. It's just more like the schedule must happen. Will happen. It's always going to happen. And if it doesn't, it's your ass. And then you're just kind of like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> right? I guess I'll just stay here and keep getting my ass chewed out until I get trained. Cool. Sounds like a plan. What, what's so weird. So we're at the point where we're getting the finger wag of death. And now, now we realize that training has to happen. Regardless of the schedule allows it or not, it just has to happen. So what ends up uh, occurring is we do the air code retrain, right? Either initial train or retrain. And it's usually like a, a speed through course as what MVP has alluded to with like, here's your little 30 minute PowerPoint slide. Ominous Dominus, you are now certified. And I can tell everyone out there, this happens way too often, right? And when they I say mean, re- weekly, I mean weekly almost. Yeah. And then the retrain, air quote retrain, is really just like your boss, your lead, f- shit, even your own peer, just be like, hey man, or hey, um, you should probably not do that ever again. Um, if you have any questions, just uh just let me know. This concludes your training. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, well, or like, so what they do is they'll assign people to a project and it'll be the same five people working that project for months and months and months. And then guess what? It's time to go field that project. So who do they send? They send the five that were working on it the whole time to make sure it goes smoothly in the field. But while they're gone, they say, hey, we're going to do all that same thing to the rest of the aircraft. And they're like, so get after it. And uh, everybody's standing around kind of twiddling their thumbs and going, I, I don't know what to do. I, I didn't do anything with this. I wasn't a part of this. 
I wasn't part of the email traffic. I wasn't uh, brought in on the meetings. Um, what are we doing? We'll just do what the other guys did. I, I can't. Well, here's the drawings. Here's the engineering memorandums. Here's the manual. Uh, figure it out. Okay. And so what do they do? And they work through it. And next thing you know, they've cut other cables. They've cut into the fuselage. They've messed something up. They've bent pins. They've broken equipment. You name it, right? It happens. Mm -hmm. And then they go, and then they, yeah, same thing. They want to start playing that finger wag and yelling at you and knife handing you, telling you, you messed up until you throw it back in their face. Like, well, uh, I wasn't properly trained. So, so it's, uh, you know, my word against yours and they're going, okay, cool. And then they, in some cases, right in the most uh, extreme of cases, management gets HR involved. Cause like, yep, we're going to, it's going to be a formal write-up. We're going to punish you this and that. And then the maintainers are going, okay, cool. And then HR is asking them questions. And uh, well, why did you do this? And why didn't you follow this? And they're like, well, follow what? I didn't have any formal training. You can check my records. And then HR looks at management going, they what now? They didn't have any <laughs> training. And that's when management's like, uh, whoops. So yeah. then, that's when you see the next week, like mandatory training for everybody must have it completed by close of business Friday. You have two days to comply, blah, blah, blah. And all that kind of crap. Yeah. And that's all training does. So it ends up being a half-assed PowerPoint presentation instead of a, more of a hands-on, in-depth, you know, mm -hmm. uh, syllabus. Oh, that just reminds me, especially of this one project uh, you and I were uh, managing or working on. Like something uh, bad happened. I can't remember exactly what, but the retrain was literally just a sheet of paper, like a one to two page paper. And it says, read this. You have now completed training. You know, <laughs> I'm like, signs. yeah, I remember that. Reading yeah. Like, what the I didn't even know what I just read. Right. It was, it, <laughs> it was, was a lawyer speak. You could tell HR typed it up. Right. It was like a PowerPoint of one slide. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> this is an airplane with an air with it highlighted and the, uh, an arrow pointing to it. And you're like, okay, flip the page. You have been trained. Huh? Wait a, wait a minute. I suppose I have. All right. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, I didn't, what, was the, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, what was, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Uh, Charlotte and I were just having this conversation like uh, a couple of uh, minutes ago about like, we're, like uh, you're doing the final Jeopardy. You're, you have to write down your answer and time, the time's ticking. We're like, wait, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's how it is sometimes. Um, it's unfortunate. I, I I understand. I think why most companies have gone to have gone to a, a CBT or computer based training um, because you hire a small team in your training department. You know, five five to ten people, uh, and all they do is build PowerPoint presentations off of uh, either input from maintenance or just what they find in the maintenance manual. Mm -hmm. And then that's what all the new hires get. So it's, they say, oh, you'll get more of it when you do OJT. But let's face it, OJT can, depending on the aptitude of the individual and how quickly senior maintenance wants to uh, push those guys through, um, they, you know, the CBTs are oftentimes all that they'll get on it. Right. And so or, it's no interaction. It's no hands-on. I don't know about the rest of you, but for me, I'm more of a, I got to do the job a couple right. of times and then I feel comfortable with it. I mean, I've, I've gone through CBT hell and 
by the end of doing 10 CBTs, you don't remember what you've, what you've read through. Mm -hmm. You just data dumped it, you know? You just went through and memorized enough to do the quiz at the end and pass, and you moved on. Right. And in some cases, those quizzes won't even let you continue until you pass, <laughs> you know? Like, right. you just keep take, uh, guessing the same wrong answer until you get the right one and then go to the next question. Or, yeah, mem memorize the pattern. Right. Or in some cases, like it won't even let you select a wrong answer. <laughs> so like the only option is to, is, yeah. is to pick the right answer. Now, CBT, for those you don't know, is computer based training. That's basically like it, it can be anything from a PowerPoint to like uh, watching a video play or for some uh, military individuals. It's like this ridiculously cheap video game where like you got your like a character and your life meter is like your 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 work performance life bar or some shit like that. Right. And every time you get a wrong answer, your life bar drops or your performance meter drops or some shit like that. This is the worst grand theft auto I've ever played. Right. <laughs> no, no, no kidding, man. Like, uh, my last, uh, survival and evasion training or like seer terrorist training was literally like, like this really cheap call of duty game where you had like no guns and then you get captured and you got to like, figure your way out um of the prison camp or something it's like the the stupidest um like the cheapest mesh between call of duty and resident evil and you have no guns and and nothing to even remotely fight your way out of it <laughs> you have to talk your way out of the terrace of holding your prisoner hey guys we're not all bad we want the th <laughs> same thing as you and me yep you're a hostage nego negotiator for yourself congratulations right? you played yourself <laughs> right <laughs> so like so like what does the retraining supposed to accomplish uh we think we kind of implied that on throughout the episode is like the the big one is to a uh bridge the gap from your lack of knowledge to you knowing what to do right mm -hmm. but what tends to happen as we've also alluded is they'll just they'll they think they'll can can bridge the gap by making the bridge longer or the, or the gap shorter or just being like, well, here's a paddle and figure it out. <laughs> you know, well, we gave you yeah. the paddle. So you, you should be able to get across the river. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess like I get, let me go figure out how to cut down this tree with my bare hands first or something. <laughs> yeah. Let me fire up my beaver and uh, have it chew down the tree. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. it's very apparent when the retrains happen that um, it's hastily put together because for fear of, uh, well, I don't know, for fear of, uh, or it's a, for fear of a negative uh, fallout or it's a quick response or a hip-fired response to um, a corrective action report or a car. Yes, yes. Or you guys messed up royally, says the government. And, uh, and we're going to find you heftily for it. And also, uh, you have so many days to come up with a with a uh, fix. Okay, <laughs> awesome. I I'm the company. Let me just sit on my thumb real quick. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, that's due tomorrow. Hmm. I guess. Uh, quick, put this together. And then that's what uh, everybody sign it fast. Here you go. See, we fixed it. Right, and make make sure you backdate it to the time they issued us the corrective action report. It was like that meme I sent you the other day. Let me just check when the deadline is. Yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yep. I think I'm just thinking back to that. What happened? What happened earlier today at work? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
it's just what a bunch of ass right? battery. Shoreline, you guys got any training you got to do? Uh, we are not as regulated as you guys are by any means. Um, we uh, there's always training and certifications that you can get, but a lot of the times, at least in the live production side of things, um, they're less warranted until you get deep into like systems engineering. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of it is like people who think they know that they know what they're doing. And it's like, you don't you, like, don't, don't sit here and pretend that you do. Uh, it almost cost one dude his life on a show that I was on. Um, oh, no. yeah. Um, so I was crew chief in at a show and I think I've told this story on here before, but it, I'll explain it a little more in detail. So the guy came in, we were hanging some motors in the air and we have to get power to the motors because, um, and I think they're three phase motors. So they have this Soka cable that, that goes to it. What happened was there was a, a recessed pin on the male side and I told them, Hey, don't plug it in yet. I'm going to make sure that that circuit is off. They didn't listen to me and the motor control power distro came with that circuit on and I did not get a chance to see it uh, until it was too late. And the dude went to go plug in the Soka cable and it had a recessed pin. So it arced and it shot flames out the motherfucker, like shocked the shit out of him. He had, Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was not a good time. And it's like, that's why like these guys are on job sites all the time and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do this all the time. And it's like, yeah, that's true. You do this all the time, but we're dealing with a bunch of rental gear that may or may not be maintained all the time. You know, it was a sub. It was even a sub rental for us. So it's like we don't have eyes on this gear all the time. So we want to make sure. And this is why I told you to do this. You're a fucking idiot. Um, and it's stuff like that that I feel like we can train a little better. You know, just slowing down and not slowing down to the point where it slows down the whole show, but slowing down to the point where everybody's safe. And well, that, yeah, is, that is something that we like, don't do. Treat it. Uh, put the stop sign in place. Before the kid on the bicycle gets hit, yeah, so to speak, you know what I mean? Like how yeah. it's one of those things. Like, a, oh, this is a really terrible intersection. We needed some stop signs here, right? But nothing happens until people get hurt, and then they're like, "I guess we'll put some stop signs in." Exactly. Like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't actually do that. It's like, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't actually do that, and it's hard too because like that was a guy that wasn't even technically part of my crew. He was a person that we that we hired for labor through this other company. Mm-hmm. So then it's like it's a whole other fucking thing. You know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's shit like that. Mostly we don't have a whole lot of like going through certified trainings like you guys do. I, I've tried to develop a few training courses and it's worked, but, uh, implementation is always lax. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've run into that too. You know, you have, you have all these different trainings, but some of them, they, they, I think people, whoever builds them, they add in so much extra detail because in their mind it's, uh, more is more, right? If I can make right. this 75 slides and fill it with crap nobody knows needs to know about, like, oh, mm-hmm. say for fire extinguisher training, and they put in there four slides about the metal that the canister, the fire extinguisher canister is made out of, like, nobody cares about that. It nobody needs to know what it, 
where it's located, how to use it, you know? No, and right. as somebody who has developed training curriculums, uh, at least for the audio side of things, it's it's trying to accommodate for all different learning types. And you kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, you know, I, I try to implement a mix of like test-based and written-based and visual. And also there is a physical test to do. So it's like you're doing all of it. Um, that way, if somebody's not getting it here, then they're going to understand reading it. Or if they're not understanding reading it, then they're going to understand by physically doing it. Right. You know? Right. Well, and like and like with my example that I used from what happened at work today, look, I know people are busy and I know there's certain schedules to meet and it's hard to get all the training in and stuff. But I mean, six months shouldn't go by without something happening or at least one person getting some in-depth training because... Because then, you know, we run into situations again. And even, even, even my boss said today, he goes, this, this can't happen again. This is the second time this has happened. So we didn't this learn from second? the first time. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, so-and-so. And they're like, yeah, that guy, that guy signed all the stuff last time and he wasn't certified. I was like, how, how do we get here? You know? Right. <laughs> or, or, or it's like, oh, hey, there's this new piece of equipment. Somebody should at least know how to use it. And then all of a sudden you see it for the first time, you're expected to know how to use it and nobody showed anybody how to use it. So nobody in the shop knows how to use it. And then you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> and then now, now you're like embarrassing yourself in front of a client. Yeah. Or let's say doing engine, like I've harped on this, it's uh, several different jobs, but um, let's say you got to do some engine maintenance, right? And it's a little more in depth than just your average um, oil change filter change kind of whatever thing you say let's say you got to change nozzles on whatever engine manufacturer engine you know engine type model so you change so you're, you you say well the people you know we have nobody on site that's done this because we've never done this before yeah but we have six aircraft with that run the same motor that run the same engine type model uh should maybe we should send a four guys to the engine fam school because every engine manufacturer has a, a, fa a familiarization school for specific engine type models, right? Some of them are a week long, some of them are two weeks, some of them are a month long. Depends on mm -hmm. how in-depth mm -hmm. you want to go. Um, but for, for most shops, the week-long course is usually pretty good. <laughs> Excuse me. And so you, you, you suggest that, hey, well, why don't we send some people over there or, or why don't we contact that engine manufacturer and see if they'll send a training rep from their cells here and we'll get a whole bunch of people trained up at one time. No, 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 that costs too much money. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it costs a lot of money now, but compared to, let's say we break a component on this motor and we got to pull the motor and send it back for overhaul. Like what's the cost comparison there? Nobody wants to look at that though. So lo and behold, uh, parts break strip off bolts uh in the motor because somebody was not uh, torquing to the proper value and you can't tap them out uh and it has to go back to depots so now you're pulling a a good motor and spending multiple millions of dollars to uh one down have the aircraft down two to ship that motor three to pay for the overhaul four to ship it back and five for the time to install it back in and do all the applicable ops checks like you know you might have lost um you might have lost uh, four months there, yeah. At, at best, you know, right? All, all because all because somebody didn't want to spend a little extra money to send a few a few people through training, right? Exactly, and 
uh, Charlene brought up a, a good one about like, say like a new system drops, right? Or in the same in your case, MVP with the engine. I remember this specific example when our workplace was getting this air quote upgrade or we're actually a brand new operating system that no one's ever tried before or no one has tried in the last 10 years. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is going to be the new, new, this is going to be integrated. This is going to run everything. Get ready. I'm like, get ready for what, man? Like we've never done this. None of us here have ever done any of this. Are you bringing somebody here to teach us how to do this? Or are you going to send us to a school to learn how to do this? Uh, no, but here is the manual to how to do it. And we'll figure out when we get there. And this manual is like, I don't know, like 200, 250 pages. And it's all like, like, uh, it specialist level vocabulary words and stuff. Like almost none of us who's, who is an aircraft mechanic knows most of these, right? Like what the hell is a, is, is a cache? What the hell is a, a queue system? What the hell is all this? Like, what the hell does all this mean to me? Right. I just want to learn how to order parts and, and uh, task out maintenance. I'm like, like you need like a, a translator or some kind of Rosetta stone to figure out how to do this. And it's one of those where the manual sounds a lot harder than the action, but they didn't, they didn't uh, think ahead to teach this to the, to the level that doesn't necessarily touch this a lot. So they're just assuming that you get it. I'm like, yeah, the manual is written to the software developer engineers who wrote the program, right? Yeah. Not to the not to the average person who is going to be using it on a day to day basis on the floor. Like, I I don't need to know uh, the deep level C coding to make the program work. I just need to know that I click on this button to order parts. I can type in the part that I need to order or search for the part that I need to order, and then uh, it tells me what's in stock and location, whatever else. Like, I you know. Yeah, just but tell me how to do that. I said a little earlier where some people write these trainings and go, oh, more is more. The more I have in here, the better it'll be. No, you just put, you just wasted an hour of somebody's time because they tried to read through it, lost interest because they didn't understand it and just clicked on the, yes, I have read this and I understand. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to openly admit I've seen a lot of that shit happen to include myself. And that was mainly because I, I'm tasked out to do like 50 different things all in 50 different places and like oh hey by the way here's do this training real quick like fine okay whatever click 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 take test enter 80 percent pass cool bye <laughs> you know you absorb nothing but you but you did it anyway <laughs> yeah but on paperwork it, well it's, it's essentially they're giving you enough rope to hang yourself yes right that whole cya in so, all of it yeah so if it's one of those like you mess up later you're like ah well i can write you up because uh it says here you had the training you're like, did I? And you're like, right here it says you did. And you're like, cool, awesome. Yeah, appreciate that. Or like we, like you, you and Shoreland have mentioned, like you just have that one person who just likes to be the button pusher. So, like all uh, all things need to feed through me, and I gotta push the button, right? Um, that's why I think a lot of the training doesn't happen the way it should because you have that one person who just feels like if I distribute my my button pushing, that makes me. Um, That's valuable. Yeah. Yep. So, so I'm like, well, what good is it, man? Like you're more valuable if you train people, then you can at least be saying that you're the boss of them because you, you've made them smarter. Yeah. Cause it, then it, other people go, wow, these techs are awesome. And you're like, yeah, ask them who trained them. And they all say you, that just makes you look a lot better, but people don't see it that way. If I right. retain all this knowledge, 
I'm the king, you know. Right. Or or queen. Or queen. Or queen. Right. Whatever shop you're in and who's around. Yeah. In in the end, whenever mistakes happen, whether it be a sheer accident or something that you you kind of figured out for yourself and you used more so initiative than you did judgment, mistake happens. And then the goal of the training is to bridge that gap so you don't make those mistakes again. But again, we we run into this rinse and recycle issue of just blanket solutioning things that here's your here's your whatever format of training that you're going to get. And then you sign your life away saying that you did it. And then what you actually retained from it was either gainful or neutral. Like it didn't give you at least you didn't leave dumber. That's that's the one thing. Right. And oftentimes, you know, for all of our listeners, you're going to have to take it upon yourself to uh, seek out the training and get it done by yourself in a timely manner or um, or just make it to the point where you attach yourself to the hip of your senior person and and, and take the best. Uh, find all the good people in your shop and take the best qualities of each one and make that yours, you know. Right. Don't uh, don't 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 rely on a CBT. For everything right um and don't be the person that says uh i know i know i know i know everything right or that oh i've been to the school so i'm i know everything like well hold, hold up there scholar yeah <laughs> you know uh, yeah i've worked on these motors before well when was the last time you worked in this motor 1988 oh okay <laughs> you definitely remember a lot then good good great grand right no, sorry, friend. I mean, things have evolved since then, <laughs> or it's yeah. been re- re- revised. I was going to say revision, but revised so many times, maybe through some trial and error, like what you were about to push. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it anyways, is. Um, final thoughts there, uh, Six? Uh, my final thought is like, mistakes are going to happen, or whether, like we said, whether it be a sheer accident or you just had to bridge the gap for yourself. The whatever training is available, whether it be some reading knowledge, some visual knowledge, or actually going out there and do it, if you can afford yourself to do it, make time to do it. Because if you just leave it up for someone to tell you to do so, the only time they're gonna tell you to do so is after the fact. So always be willing to learn, always have an open mind and always try to make things better. Otherwise you're you're gonna A cause a problem. Or be be obsolete because everyone else has moved on without you. And don't be afraid to uh, to ask for additional training, right? If you see there's a job out there and you're kind of watching it and you're you're trying to do some OJT but it's not really clicking, uh, ask your lead, ask your boss, uh, ask your local training department. Hey, is there any additional additional training I can get in this? Because oftentimes uh, companies will have usually have some additional stuff or they'll find some additional information but it's not always advertised and i'm not sure why that is might just because it's a a time saving effort right if the the more they can keep you on the floor the more uh forward progress they can make so they're uh they're not going to let you sit at a computer and do do any more training than is uh minimally required right absolutely so just, you're gonna have to se- se- seek it out for yourself yes Absolutely. Yes. And, and I will say this, if you can afford to, um, seek out, seek out some of those fam schools, like I was talking about on, uh, engine types or even airframe types and our Yasa listeners will understand that really well. And a lot of our, uh, corporate, 
corporate jet uh, listeners will understand that too. But yeah, if you can afford it and have the time and your company is not willing to pay for it, I would look into it for yourself because that just makes you more valuable to more people in more places. Absolutely. Yeah. Last thoughts for yourself, Shirley. Uh, more of the same. I mean, uh, try to find those training opportunities and try to try to get on as, as much training as you can, because it just makes you more valuable. And even if the company you don't currently work for values that uh, another company will. On that note, she, <laughs> thanks everybody. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. Thank you. Later. Bye. We'd like to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to keep producing episodes, bring on guests, and keep Shoreline ever the happy to produce our show. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Stephanie Boltman, Jenny Dignan, Ryan Frushauer, Daniel Schubert, and Steven Shivers. Thank you all, our patrons, so much for all your support and, again, your patronage. If you have ideas, topics, or stories for the show, or you would like to be a guest on the show... Visit cancelformaintenance.com and drop us a line on our contact us section. We will do whatever we can to get you and or your ideas onto the show. Check out our sponsor, Rockwell Time, for all sorts of outdoors and sporting apparel such as watches, safety-rated sunglasses, and snowboarding goods. Visit rockwelltime.com, use code CX4MX, and save 10% off your purchases. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cancelformaintenance. Patronage, again, allows us to continue making episodes and maintain our gear. Patrons also get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord and discounts to our upcoming merch.